This is a fourth hand production. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental planes that they're building? And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. Welcome to Strange Uggles. I'm Shane. I'm John. Oh, man. I'm Josh. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, if anyone from work is listening to this, I don't hope so. But, like, however, I wouldn't mind a vacation. Figuratively speaking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a vacation as anyone from work that's listening to this is shouting at their fucking phone right now. Of like, you have, you're maxed out on PTO dipshit. Just take one. I know. Well, you know, I don't know if I told you guys, but my company actually did away if your salary, you, as long as your manager approves it, you have all the FTO you want or you don't have to take anything. So now I have like, okay, I, I have no guide rails now. Like I know what I usually, you know, usually you get towards the end of the year and you're like, oh shit, I still have yeah, 80 something odd hours sitting there for PTO. Uh, it's not the case now. You just kind of come as you go. So, you know, it's that's a, cool. It's going to be, it is, but it's going to be weird. Um, I don't know, weird year because of it for sure. But uh, anyway, well, welcome, folks. Welcome to, uh, first of all, I would like to start, and then if you guys got any rebuttal for it, we can, but uh, apologize. Life had gotten in the way the last couple weeks, so um, we've all been just busy. And so, Josh, you had a business trip. Uh, I had a business trip. (laughs) We were kind of, you know, two ships in the night, and then I, I was in Salt Lake, but I... Even John, I couldn't, you know, even meet with you. Like it was just, it was just busy. A lot of stuff going on. Um, so, you know, we had a couple of replays out there, but they're older replays. So, hopefully, if you're new listeners within the last uh, couple of years, they were new to you. Um, so, I pulled them and, and put them out there. We try not to do that very often, but uh, every now and again, you know, like I said, this doesn't pay the bills. So, you know, it is, it is what it is. Yep. Sadly, we've got a, we've got real jobs that get in the way sometimes. Yeah, abs- absolutely. So anyway, but we are back. And so this is going to be the April news episode. We got some great articles. And then uh, at the end of it, we will talk about some of the guests we have on, some of the write-ups we have on. Um, I will say, so I've got a couple things and then I will shoot over for you guys because a Wait, lot of you're not going to ask us how the weather is and shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't. No, what happened to the weather talk? Fucking, fucking snow yeah. this morning. You want to hear that? It's April. And it's snowing. Yeah, it's been snowing all week. It's it was 80 degrees, and then it snowed for three days, and now it's like 60. It's it's wild times. Oh, my but, God. But yeah. uh, I do want to bitch for a minute about... Oh, I'll let you bitch first. My yeah, business shit. trip. Um, <laughs> so, we're, I was... Uh, me and the person that I work with that went to this trade show, we're sitting in the uh, California pizza kitchen uh, waiting to board our flight at the Las Vegas airport, and... All of a sudden, we get emails that our flight's been canceled. Um, so that fucking ruled. I hate that. <laughs> um, I, hate that. I, it, I think it was due to the Delta pilot strike, which I'm like totally cool with. Like, always solidarity to striking workers. Like, I don't like, you know, you do what you got to do. And work paid for, you know, another night of hotel room and shit. So I wasn't out anything but time. Yeah. But I finally got to live my dream of staying at the Golden Nugget for work. And they rebooked my flight for like 7.30 a.m. And for the first time in my life, I could not find a fucking cab in oh, Las Vegas. Really? And so I finally called like a $60 lift. And uh, the dude took the surface streets. I got to the airport at like 7 fucking 15. He didn't take the freeway? No. No, they never he do. fucked it was? me yeah. so hard and yeah. not in a fun way. What the fuck? And I'd be like, get on the freeway, man. I missed my uh-huh. flight by seriously five fucking minutes. Oh, I'm oh so God. fucking pissed. But uh, shout out to the wonderful gate agents at Delta that were like, after they gave me a little bit of shit, like they were like, yeah, we've been calling your name. I was like, well, obviously I wasn't here. Duh. Otherwise I would answer. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they felt really bad for me when I was like, I couldn't get a cab in this city where the cabs never sleep and uh, Lyft 
fuck you. That is insane. <laughs> and, I, I don't, uh, I don't believe it. And that. they got me on the next, the next flight. So I actually ended up getting home faster than I would have if I'd have taken the flight with oh, a really? four hour That's layover cool. in yeah. Seattle. Not bad. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was an adventure. It was, it was weird. What, weird uh, as fuck. How, how'd you think Traveling of the Golden Nuggets? Traveling always has those. I know. Yeah. Travel. Yeah. Well, you know, knock on wood, hopefully not that much. Um, Golden Nugget, man. What'd you think of it? Uh, it's a shithole, but yeah. it's awesome. I was about to say your dream yeah. is to say it, the Golden Nugget. <laughs> well, so f- when we go to Vegas like, for work, uh, back in the day, it used to be all the old executives that aren't there anymore would stay at the Nugget, and then uh, they wouldn't let us stay there because they were getting never the wild. two shall meet. Yeah, um, for various reasons, some of them legitimate, and some of them, yes, they were just getting wild. Um, and then uh, like we tried to book it for this trip. And our like booking software wouldn't let us cause it was like too expensive or something. Um, so when we got delayed, we were just like, fuck it. We're staying at the nugget. And I was like, Oh wow, this place smells like they never got the fucking smoke out of the rooms <laughs> and the shower didn't work. And <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Fremont street's fun as fuck. So I don't, I was, I was fine. Yeah. I don't even it, bother you know. with, the strip, no, I the just, strips. Yeah, fuck I just stick around Old Vegas. Yeah. S- same, yeah. Here. I mean, that's the way to go. And I know when I booked Golden Gate, I was so fucking excited because they have that shark pool thing mm-hmm. where you got to go through the tube and there's you know go through a shark aquarium, and it was fucking dismantled and pulled apart when we stayed. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. that sucks. It was <laughs> up and running when we stayed, and my uh, my associate's flight got rebooked for like 5 p.m., mm-hmm. which he actually was fucking bummed about because he's got a wife and a kid that he wanted to get back to. Um. So I was like, can we just trade? Like, you get to hang out by the pool, but you're going to be miserable. And I got to get up <laughs> right. at like five in the morning and I'm going to be miserable. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's funny. But I wish it could work like that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It, it was a good time. We found, like, he took me to this bar that he went to, like, in his youth that's on Fremont Street called, uh, like, the Griffin or something like that. That was, like, super dark and murdery and fun as fuck. Like nice. we had a good time. Yeah. We ran into our doppelgangers playing in a cover cover band. There it was. <laughs> oh Jesus weird. Christ! That's funny. Fuck, that's when dimensions shift and merge with one another. That's yeah, crazy. it was a great time, except for in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it always is in Vegas. So that's every Vegas story. But I took my kid for the first time last year first because I promised him, "Hey, your twenty first birthday, I'll take you to Vegas." Well, and he did the typical Vegas thing. He lost his wallet the first night. And oh yeah, so I remember you telling me that. It's all fucking bummed out. But no, I mean it is what it is. So ah, good, good for you for Vegas. Um, I will say so. I got a couple quick stories on my side, uh, and then we can get into news or if John has something. Um, first off, I do want to tell listeners because you know we do have a podcast. So I feel you know if we have something we came across, we love. I know you guys aren't huge fans, but Chili Peppers dropped the new album last week, and holy shit, is it good! It, I don't believe that. For yeah, a right. Second. Sorry, I'm I'm a Chili Peppers fan. Good. It's I, you know. it's like is it, it's like when you talk about vegan food. Is it actually good or is it good for vegan food? Like, uh, <laughs> is it good or up, is it good man. for a Chili Peppers record? <laughs> yeah, true, like, true. Well, you know, I don't know. I guess you got to be a like, fan. Early '90s Chili Peppers have some good songs, but like, yeah, how does it hold up against uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic if it's not? Uh, I will better say better than that, and I don't fucking care. I will say it's on the same comparison as Stadium Arcadium. And so that was, to me, that was like their last best great fuck. And they got their original guitarist, but they got John Fruschetti back. And so it's like, oh, cool. You know? For the 900th time. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> what, 16 years? So anyway, you know, just throwing it out there. And then uh, I, I have a quick fun story that I told you guys in chat, but I think it's fucking hilarious. So we broke down, you know, and I'm not making Spokane to be, you know, like it's a crime thing, but it's not, you know, it's Spokane. Spokompton? So, yeah, I hate that word, but... <laughs> it, is, it is a it's a mid sized city, and so we still got an underbelly. Got a lot of money moving into this place, but you still have just simple, just assholes that want to steal shit from your backyard and your junky car and shit like that. It's just what it is. So I broke down, bought a ring, set up, hooked it all up, got a backyard cam, got the doorbell, got all this other stuff, and we're setting it up. and And I'm I'm get everything done, and the batteries are dead in the cam. So I I was like, all right, cool. I'll pop the batteries out. I'll charge them. And then the next day, and again, I don't know the system, but the next day I was checking my phone and I, I put the batteries back in wife was at work and all of a sudden I get these motion, these alerts on my phone. I'm like, wait, it says there's motion in my butthole at, at, <laughs> at my butthole. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. She named the backyard cam butthole. So that's convenient. <laughs> so she's, 
She's got a nice sense of humor. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, I we're like really that. mature over here. <laughs> so, and then she texts me. She's like, I'm really de- My butthole is exhausted. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, well, it's not me. A lot of action. There's a lot of action. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So Fucking anyway. party time at the Meals household. <laughs> Shit. Anyway. But a uh, couple fun little stories, a couple fun things. Uh, good seeing you guys again. It's been a couple weeks. Um, John, you're still around, alive. So... Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had stories, so I don't know if you have something to add to it. So I figured I'd give you the platform. No, let's just get into it. Yeah, I don't got anything worth telling anybody Nothing about at all. Nothing Enough at shooting all. the shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so again, here's news, guys. And I've got so I've got a couple articles I want to slam together. A lot of cool shit going on. Um, really scientificy stuff, which is kind of neat. And this one I stumbled on. And John, I think you'd actually, I think you and Josh both did. Uh, fungi may be communicating in a way that looks uncannily like human speech. And so this is an article by David Neald off Science Alert. Uh, It's very interesting. So it says, a new study has identified patterns of nerve-like electrical activity being produced by fungi. What's more, patterns within the activity appear to be comparable to similar to structures in human speech. And so I think that's what made me go, huh. That's that's crazy. Yeah, that's something fucking said about that. Uh, assume the impulses might be influencing other cellular activities in a network of fungi. It's a finding that could shed new light on communication in mycological organisms. So computer scientist Andrew Adamatsky from the University of West England and UK was able to spot up to 50 different words, quote, in parentheses, uh, or groups of spikes of activity produced by the fungi networks that were studied. Um, everything ranges from electrical buzzes that they've known for years, but now they're finally trying to analyze that and break that down for what it is. And here's a quote from it. Assuming that spikes of electrical activity are used by fungi to communicate and process information uh, in the networks, we group spikes into words and provide a linguistic and information complexity analysis of the fungal spiking activity. A lot of big words there, but this is what his newspaper stated. And yeah, they're saying there's at least four different types and their humor, their human interaction from what they can see and human Damn, speech, sorry, the patterns. Yeah, isn't that something else? I was like, oh shit, dude. That is so weird. I can't even like wrap my head around that. I fucking think it's so interesting. A lot of the like stories you hear with people studying plants where you've, they seem to have like some form of sentience and like, Mm -hmm. like I can't remember the name of the bush, but it's the one where the leaves like roll up. If you touch it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And like there were studies where if one person like yelled at it and was mean to it, it wouldn't ever unroll for them. But like, if you were nice to it, it's like, Oh, Hey, what's up buddy? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I said about that, man. A long time ago, my, our friend's older sister told us a story about like how they hooked the plant up to some type of reading machine, whatever that may be. And like some guy would like come in the room, talk nicely to it, blah, blah, blah. And like, all right. And then this one, and it had these readings and this one guy comes in, lights it on fire a little bit, yeah. like yells at it. And like the, it just starts going crazy. And after a while it starts you know the guy leaves and everything and it like the goes back to normal readings and then that same guy comes in and just starts talking and all, like it somehow recognized the voice or something and it just yeah. like started wow. going crazy again That's yeah crazy. like it reacted just to him being in the room i think i know what one what study you're talking about and if it's the same one i'm thinking of like it remembered the people that were abusive to it. And also yeah. other plants in the room reacted kind of the same way, even if they weren't abused by that dude. Like, yeah. Well, because I've heard that before Crazy. that they have their language, like, you know, I mean, not that what we recognize, but you know, plants in like an ecological system will talk to one another. And that's kind of how, and I've always heard, you know, dumb shit like, Oh, when you mow the lawn, the smell of fresh mown grass is the grass telling the other grass watch the fuck out <laughs> you know i've always heard those things but damn that warning you know, smells good though I, it really does <laughs> well you know it's amazing and here's another thing too and again i use mushrooms all the time in in food i might maybe use them less now that i've read these articles however um another little thing to go with that a magic mushroom compound creates a hyper connected brain to treat depression uh this is from live science again and they're talking about the compound that they find in magic mushrooms which we all know what those are yeah, exactly. Um, boosting connectivity between different areas of the brain. The psychedelic may help people with depression break out of rigid negative patterns of thinking, a new study suggests. So they're starting to treat people with uh, 
manic depression. That's just, it's a common thing. They can't get out of it. And they're finding extraordinary results that it, it literally is boosting them to a, a whole nother level. So, uh, you know, I not mean, to start with mushrooms, but damn, yay on mushrooms. It know? makes sense though. Like, uh, where they can, where it's like not hyper illegal. They've been using that to like treat veterans with PTSD and shit too yeah. for like several years, you know, and they've, yeah. they've had a lot of success, but like fucking marijuana, it's still a schedule one or class A drug and like they so so it's really hard to be able to uh get legal permits and stuff to do testing. Like legally it. prescribed That's your, right, yeah, right. your uh yeah. fucking whatever. I think Yeah, like even in places like Colorado where they've decriminalized everything and just said like fuck it, just don't drive while you're fucked up. Um Portland did that though too, didn't they? Um, Did they make hallucinogens legal? I don't know. I, I think they decriminalized all drugs. Sell me anything did. besides weed there last time I was there. But um Yeah. Mm. Interesting. But no, I, I think they maybe it's a recent it thing. I think they did. Um, and I'll finish up with this real quick, and then I'll, I'll pitch it over to one of you guys. Uh, the new study included 59 people, 16 of whom participated in one clinical trial for psycho. Uh, Psychosomatic, yeah. Anyway, and forty-three who participated in another. The first trial included people with treatment-resistant depression, meaning the participants had tried various antidepressants in the past without experiencing improvement. In the trial, these patients initially received a ten milligram dose of it, and then seven days later, they received an additional twenty-five milligrams. The participants were carefully monitored during each treatment session and spoke with psychotherapists afterwards to reflect on their experiences uh, to see how the patients' brains changed after treatment. The researchers use a technique called functional magnetic resonance imaging, uh, FMRI for short, which measures changes in the blood flow to the different parts of the brain. The movement of oxygenated blood through the brain reflects which regions of the organ are active through time. Um, The participants underwent scans prior to the start of therapy, and then after their 25-milligram dose, uh, they were assessed before and after treatment, and it showed just dramatic, dramatic improvements on it. Um, the brains became less siloed, more integrated with one another, flowing with the treatment, um, and then evidenced by the dynamic flow of blood between them. So it completely just changed everything and flipped it on its head. And so, yay, man, kudos. I mean, that's that, to me, that's great news. Depression yeah. is horrible, yeah. horrible. And if we can find a way to do it, especially something that's natural, then, mm-hmm. yeah, fucking A, you know? I mean, if the Democrats were smart since they haven't, actually done fucking anything anyway. Well, they aren't, so... That's yeah. it. Okay, fair. Uh-huh. Very fair. Uh-huh. But if they just even were like, hey, let's uh, federally decriminalize some of this stuff that we know isn't actually bad, like mushrooms and marijuana and stuff, they would have so many young voters lining up for them in the fucking midterms. Agreed. You know? Absolutely agreed. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I know it's still a... You know, it's a fickle science. It really is. And, and you know, you got two sides for everything. But, uh, you know, from where I stand, man, you know, it's better than popping fucking pills. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, shit, yeah. you know. Much fewer side effects, you right. know. Right, exactly. So, anyway, you know, I want to slam those two stories together. Yay for mushrooms. And, nice, uh, yeah. Yeah. It so. makes me want to watch that uh, Fantastic Fungi documentary that I meant to watch when it came out a year or two ago. I don't think hey, I've heard of that. Fantastic yeah. Fungi. Fantastic Fungi. Uh hmm. Yeah, it's a, apparently an amazing documentary. Oh, yeah, check that out. I'll write that down. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. know it was out there. Well, so uh, switching to our more uh, scheduled uh, Back to our regular programming. programming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Pentagon releases 1,500 pages of secret documents about shadowy UFO program after four-year battle. Ooh. Um, this is from the U.S. Sun, which, you know, probably not the most credible, but they do have some good stuff on here. Um, it's by Emma Perry. So it says the Pentagon has released 1,574 pages of real life X files related to its secretive UFO program after a four year battle. The sun online first requested a copy of all quote unquote files, reports, or video files related to the advanced aviation threat identification program, better known as a tip on December 18th, mm-hmm. 2017. Wow. Hmm. Uh, they said they filed a, a Freedom of Information Act, or also called FOIA, just days after the existence of the shadowy program had been made public. Finally, after more than four years, the defense you know, released all those documents. Uh, it includes government 
commissioned scientific reports and letters to the Pentagon regarding the UFO program. The hall includes reports into research on the biological effects of UFO sightings on humans, sets out categorizations for paranormal experiences, and studies into sci-fi style tech. Wow. Uh, yeah. The DIA, the Department of Defense of Spy Arms, said some portions of the documents must be withheld in part due to privacy and confidentiality concerns. But the agency added the DIA has not withheld any reasonably segregable, segregable non-exempt portions of the records. Uh, the bombshell freedom of information hall includes reports of the DIA's research into the biological effects of UFO sightings on humans. And this includes burns, heat, heart problems, sleep disturbances, and even bizarre occurrences such as apparent abduction, in quotes, and also, in quotes, unaccounted for pregnancy. Wait, what? Yeah. So the report noted that often these injuries are related to electromagnetic radiation and links to them to, quote, energy-related propulsion systems. Um. And the report prepared for the DA warns that such objects may be a threat to the United States interests. Um, Humans have been found to have been injured from, quote, exposures to anomalous vehicles, especially airborne and when in close proximity. It reads, um, the report added, said it had 42 cases for medical files and 300 similar unpublished cases where humans had been injured after anomalous encounters. Hmm. Um, there's also, um, so one document included in an acquisition threat support report sets out how to categorize anomalous behavior with encounters with, and I thought this was kind of weird, like it, I don't know, uh, but encounters with ghosts, yetis, spirits, elves, and other mythicals, uh, slash legendary entities classed as AN3. So I guess these are different classifications, like. CE five and whatever. So seeing a UFO with aliens on board would be CE three. So I mm-hmm. guess if you see a fucking elf, <laughs> that's uh, what is that? That's that's an AN three classification. Interesting. Three. <laughs> <laughs> um, poltergeist, crop circles, spontaneous human combustion, alien abductions, and other paranormal events are also categorized. Studies into advanced technologies such as invisibility cloaks and mind-controlled robots are also included in the document cache. Um, other documents obtained include studies into communicating with alien civilizations and plans for deep space exploration and colonization. Huh. That's so, fucking well. Yeah. Um, and I guess, I guess they're starting a new... Um, a new branch or whatever to strictly study this stuff. I guess it's like the new X-Files thing, but uh, the unit's going to be called Anomaly Surveillance and Resolution Office, ARSO. It, it sounds like Hellboy mm. when they talk about elves. I'm like, okay, I don't know what that's <laughs> supposed to be. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like uh, there's a lot of connection between like older folklore kind of stuff and what, what, we currently see the or how we currently see the phenomenon you know what i mean like uh like not to get super ancient aliens about it but a lot of the stuff kind of tracks back through history if you if you if you adjust for like the time period and and how they understood the world you know what right. i mean uh, no yeah i understand where you're going and and yeah there were well i've got like articles i've been following for like ancient you know, monsters and UFOs in Japan from the, you know, the, the 16th century and just weird shit around the world that you wouldn't think, but it correlates with what we're seeing now. I just, I think people forget about that stuff, you know? Yeah. Or think it's a different thing when actually like gnomes tricking people into going into the fucking underworld lines up pretty night, pretty nice and neat with like, uh, alien abductions with like grays and stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Well, look at Hellier. I mean, you know, I mean, that's fairly recent with the whole yeah. goblins in the cave type thing. I don't know. You know, there's something to be said about that. I mean, yeah. Huh. Yeah. But the more and more I think about Hellier, because I was thinking about it the other day, um, they didn't show one goblin or. I know. I know. Yeah. Any, like, I didn't see one single thing they did. They drank some wine in a cave and did some shit and nothing happened. Right. Yeah, I you know, like. Well, well, let me I love the with... I love the music in it. It was shot really well. Like <laughs> right, it was a right, really well right. done show. 
but like it just yeah. kind of showed a bunch of goofballs doing some make believe shit, doing some goofball shit. Yeah. But yeah. also, like, like I'm not talking shit on him. I'm like, I get, I get it, like, I get it. And you know, I was super entertained. I watched the whole thing, but like, yeah. you did some ceremony that what did it do? Nothing. Yeah, I mean, I think the goblins was kind of a, and especially with it being related to the uh, Hopkinsville. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that was kind of more of a jumping off point, you know? Mm -hmm. And then they had their own adventure that was kind of more about, like, uh, like sigils and magic stuff, you know? Which I thought was super interesting, but, like, I, I get why people are like, there were no goblins. I, I think they they yeah. brought it to the to the forefront of things, but and and again again not knocking the hell here. I gave it as an example because it's something that is recent that talks about yeah. this stuff. I don't know why that just together. popped in my head. I, like but, I yeah. just remember yeah. that. Like I like the show, and I'll, I'll watch sure. if they make another thing. I'll watch it. But I just kind of remember like that ceremony kind of at the end. I'm like, well, did they play with doing? something with like the god helmet or something in? Like in that abandoned Yeah, silo. that was like early on in the second season. Um, yeah. Like what John's talking about was kind of more of like the season finale kind of a thing where they go into a cave and they do like the uh, the thing that Jack Parsons did, like the ritual to... Uh, to summon, pan. basically. Yeah, pan, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it, it like they kind of like went more from like initially it was looking at UFO alien shit and then it kind of got more into like the supernatural as opposed to the paranormal. Mm. I mean, I guess they're kind of interchangeable, but like, uh, less about like UFOs and shit and more about like ancient gods and magic and shit, which which I think is is still fucking hella interesting, but yeah, but it kind of meandered away from what it started out as, you know? Yeah. But guys think about the 1500 documents that were released. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, I think there uh, might be some good shit in there. Like, I definitely kind of want to take a peek at some of those. Like, yeah, oh, for sure, yeah, in there. yeah, for sure. Or probably somebody that has more time. Hopefully, they will do it and then put that out, and then I will. Yeah, see that you won't have to like do like all a, that homework. Well, yeah, well, like kind of somehow situation. like unwanted pregnancies and all this shit. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what is going on with that's? Yeah, know? see that. Chain, so yeah, apparently, the crazy. warp drive will knock you up. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Well, warp drive fun. horny. <laughs> we're fucked for space travel if that's the case. Jesus. Where'd all these yeah, babies no, come we from? We gotta fucking populate the stars, my guy. I guess. I guess. <laughs> you look at it like that for sure. So, <laughs> cool. Uh, well, this is fucking boring then. Um, Harvard astronomy believe, or sorry, Harvard astronomer believes in an interstellar meteor or craft hit Earth in 2014. And I think you know exactly. Well, shit, there goes one of my stories. (laughs) (laughs) Suck it. That's why I let you go first. I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. (laughs) It's all Uh, good. I think I have some other shit. Well, and we can, like, both party on this one. Uh, In 2014, a half-ton couch-sized meteor entered the atmosphere above Papua New Guinea, brightening the night sky. It may sound like a threat, but once a meteor such as this enters our atmosphere, it generally burns up, yada, yada, obviously. Uh, the space rock caused the loud flash and bang captured on uh, on observatory cameras, uh, but there were there are 25 million meteor entries of various sizes around Earth every day, so no one gave it a second thought at first. Enter our boy, Avi Loeb. Of course. Um, okay. <laughs> we all know he's a Harvard University astrophysicist um, and his student, Amir Siraj, they saw something else in that remote uh, bolide explosion. Five years after the meteor appeared in 2019, they looked at the data on it from the NASA JPL Center for Near-Earth Object Studies. They saw something fast. They saw something powerful. Mm. Yeah. They saw, in short, something from outside our solar system. I'm so, I'm so rock hard right now. God. Y'all boned up? Yep. yep. Stop it. You're just mashing it around. <laughs> um, it appeared just to be a head-on collision. touch it. <laughs> uh, it appeared to be a head-on collision, uh, Loeb tells Inverse. Loeb and Siraj made their discovery while on the hunt for fast fireballs, uh, the kind of meteor that that strikes our upper atmosphere at such a velocity that they could have hurtled in from interstellar space, but nobody else saw what they did. 
and their paper on the object was rejected by the Astrophysical Journal Letters. What a exciting name. <laughs> um, now, three years after their discovery, a letter from the United States Space Command to NASA Chief Scientist Thomas Zerbuchen, I don't know why I had a hard time with that one, uh, relayed that Space Force had looked into their results. Uh, Loeb and Siraj measurements were seemingly correct. Mm. I'll be damned. Huh. So uh, whatever space rock they had found in the data, it wasn't from our solar system. In other words, the Space Force may have conceded that Loeb and Siraj's meteor and, and not Oumuamua were the first detected interstellar visitors to Earth. In a March 1st 2022 letter provided to inverse lieutenant general john e shaw of the u.s space force as played by steve carell lays out uh <laughs> to <laughs> lays out to nasa's uh Zerbuchen, the new interpretation of Loeb and shiraz's discovery quote joe moser the chief scientist of space operations command the united states space force service component of u.s space command reviewed analysis and additional data available to the department of defense related to this finding dr moser confirmed that the velocity estimate or estimate reported to nasa is sufficiently accurate to indicate an interstellar trajectory a separate nasa press release dated april 7th 2022 to do with other meteor events also acknowledges that fi the findings toward the end of the release, but NASA suggests it needs more evidence to come to a conclusion on the origins of the 2014 meteor. This meteor gained the interest of the United or sorry of the scientific community as it has been posited. It could have interstellar origin due to the detected events, high velocity within the atmosphere. The release states Further analysis is carried out under the U.S. Space Command's purview confirmed the object's high-velocity impact, but the short duration of collected data, less than five seconds, makes it difficult to identify, or sorry, to definitively determine if the object's origin was indeed interstellar. Of course, that's not going to stop Avi from trying to get the rest of the science community to believe it. Uh, so far... Many are still not ready to agree. Chris Lintot, a professor of astronomy at the University of Oxford, tells Inverse he was skeptical before, and he is skeptical now. Because why the fuck not? <laughs> um, I wasn't hugely... <laughs> yeah, this dude sounds kind of like a dick. I wasn't hugely impressed by the original arguments, and I don't understand why Loeb thinks U.S. Space Command would know more than, you know, any of the meteor experts who oh, disagreed with him last time around. <laughs> Damn, just throwing some shade. Yeah, fucking yeah I mean, well, they are Space Force and Space Command. And I mean, Space Force is dumb as fuck. It's just the Air Force. But, uh, like, they look, they pay attention to this shit. You know what I mean? Like, and they uh, have DOD they funding, which is a lot more than NASA has. So, right. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. That's interesting. Man, I'll tell you what. Well, hey, they, uh, did you, did you comment on how, they basically proved the speed and trajectory with a 99% certainty. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's in here. I'm yeah, not that sure. It proves if, that the object came from outside the solar system, mm -hmm. but there was something up with it that they weren't allowed to publish their findings because, uh, yeah, like the U S space force had like not, yeah. not given out some of that data. Like some of that data was like, yeah, it was classified. Private. It was classified. classified yeah. 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 This is what the article says. It's all a lot of ifs. Uh, what we do know, something in our atmosphere on January 8th, 2014, it was big and flash bright and exploded in our atmosphere. It was heavy. Space Command seems to think with 99.9% .9 certainty that it was interstellar in origin. NASA is less sure. Uh, I rarely say this, but NASA can fuck off. <laughs> um, oh, God, Josh. Now is today the date? What's today? What's the date? Damn it. Now you yeah, said it. today today is the day where pretty much everyone can fuck off. It's <laughs> been a fucking day. Um, if confirmed, that would make it the first interstellar object ever observed and only the third confirmed interstellar object. It would also be the first interstellar object known to have collided with Earth rather than passed peacefully by like Oumuamua or uh, Tuai Borisov. Armed with the new information, Loeb plans to resubmit his 2019 paper to peer review for publication in an academic journal. Loeb hopes it will create more opportunities to discover more objects like this, maybe even finding fragments. 
Maybe there are more in existing catalogs, more meteors that we can identify, Loeb says. I think it opens a new frontier where you're using the Earth as a fishing net for these objects, and that makes it very exciting. I fucking uh, love that guy. Can I just say that? You know, yeah. man. Avi Loeb rules. He is. Yeah, um, yeah. He's so cool. He's basically saying, like, yeah, we're fucking doing science, but, like, there's no reason it shouldn't be fun. Yeah. Like, well, on top of that, what's science? I mean, you know, you discover things as you go, and he's stepping out on that plank to do it. I, I mean, it's just. Yeah, I like that he's amazing. not afraid to think outside the box. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. and also, like, update old what was considered uh standards or or yeah know, right right like your, your typical protocol type thing you know he's flipping all that on on its lip which is great i think mm. it should have been done yeah. years ago and know? i mean that's how science progresses is somebody thinking outside the box and being like oh, yeah. well i know that we all think it's like this like unless it's like something that's just like no that's fucking that is that that's what, bad what is it? that's a law not a theory or whatever <laughs> right, right, yeah right, right. Yeah. yeah i mean it's like op ivy said all we know is that we don't know nothing right like, yeah yeah. yeah. Fucking nice. Um, Nicely done. <laughs> thank you. It's been a punk rock week for me. Um, but like, honestly, like the dude that was throwing shade, he's just, I, I feel like it's more of a jealousy thing less a, or like more of a, I don't respect the fact that you are thinking that aliens might be real because <laughs> well, yeah. exactly. We you talk know. about that all the time. Like you got this old school bullshit over here that they refuse to even, you know, because they, whatever they can lose or what their thoughts are, the money behind their shit. And you know, there's yeah. so many things. I feel like, like he's just not like in their club. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah, you're not in their right. club. So he's, yeah. 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 So just we're treating it like petty. it's silly because yeah. hmm, it's silly, but yeah. like, is it? Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. No, the good. I stumble on that too, and I, I found it was funny because it was like a what a four or five year classified, and then all of a sudden, okay, now we just declassified everything. Now we went through all the bullshit, and we don't think there's anything here for anybody to pick through. So here you go, guys. You know, here's the scraps yeah. type thing. You know, just annoying. It's annoying more than anything. You know. So anyway, yeah, interesting article for sure too. Um, if uh, we're gonna take a quick break and come back, and I've got some more weird sky shit to talk about, if you guys are cool with that, so uh, absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> as long as it's not another story I have, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't promise. I think I asked you guys if I could take. I guess we should stuff. coordinate a little better. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I like oh, no. it. It Keeps you on your toes. Exactly. Even when we try to coordinate, it's always like, "Oh shit, that's the same one I read. It just yeah. had a different picture in the leaves." <laughs> we, we still foobar that up anyway. So. Anyway, we are professionals. Oh, by at the elites. So, uh, stand by for commercial. Everybody, we'll be right back. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality. Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than strange uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. All right, and we are back. Um... So I'm going to piggyback off you a bit, Josh. This is something that's fairly newish, newer than 2014, but it is interesting. Uh, I caught this last week on different uh, news media. This is actually from Indy100.com. UFO crash suspected in Alaska after strange cloud appears in the sky. Did you guys catch us at all? Bits and pieces yes, of this? I Did saw not. that. Okay. Um, if you haven't, so listeners, by the way, find this article, find something that is related to this, and we can reference links in the show notes. Uh, you got to look at the pictures. I'm, I think that's the reason I want to cover this because the picture, I, you know, and again, clouds do weird shit, but boy, oh boy, I, anyway. So here's the article. Uh, people are suspecting the UFO crashed after an odd cloud over mountain in Alaska became visible in the sky. On Thursday, which would be last Thursday, uh, people in Alaska started to notice that there was a strange cloud formation above the lazy mountain in their state. Images of the cloud began to make waves online after one user shared pictures on Facebook. Uh, Quote, not sure what, but it looked cool, read a post on the social media platform alongside the shocking images. Folks immediately took to the comments to share that they thought it was a UFO or maybe even a meteor. For many people, as soon as they see something that looks off in the clouds, their first instinct is to suspect an extraterrestrial event has occurred, which, you know, we, I mean, we do, I know, you know, but, you know, there's 
regular people out there. And while authorities have developed a sound exclamation on the cloud's appearance, that hasn't exactly stopped people from theorizing that there was a spaceship of sorts involved. Being that so much attention and speculation occurred, authorities were seemingly forced to step in. The Alaska State Troopers and Alaska Rescue Coordination Center started an investigation of whether there had been a plane crash and released a statement that said, quote, there have been no reports of overdue aircraft or ELT activations indicating an aircraft crash. A rescue team on a helicopter flew a mission around the Lazy Mountain area this morning and located nothing suspicious, and there are no signs of a crashed aircraft. But you cannot tell the people who actually witnessed it that that's a case. Uh, here's a quote from one of the witnesses. I saw it, and it certainly looked like a plane going down, but I'm guessing we would have heard something by now, wrote one person. Another person wrote, looks like a meteor. I wonder where it landed while someone else simply said UFO crash. So, again, this is one of those things. It's kind of maybe it's clickbait to a certain point, but I was looking through the pictures, and I'm sure you guys might have seen them too, and that's what makes me go, hmm, I don't know. You know, what was this? And, you know, they really took some time to put uh, the rescue coordination efforts into place and everything else. It was just a cloud. Do they react that just for people screaming UFO? I don't know. Asking for a friend. So, I mean, they're definitely crazy pictures. Like, it's a weird-ass cloud for sure. I mean, it Um, almost looks like a claw coming down. But there's something and there's an orb or there's a bright flash in when it almost hits a mountain that like there's an object there uh, unless it's a camera defect of some sort, but I was looking yeah, at I different don't know. pictures. It's like that's why it's like, you know, I'm not an image analyst or anything you're like not. that. Like I, I, I do kind of see what you're saying, but like, you know, is that a camera f- f- flaw or something, exactly. you know, exactly. like what, what was, what took that probably like an iPhone 10 or something like, it's yeah. definitely an interesting picture. Yeah, it, it, is. Um, it is. Just my skeptical brain, like, I'm sure there's got to be some, like, ordinary explanation for it. Like, I think the last thing I would resort to is a, a UFO. Granted. Or like, a, like yeah. a, an, uh, an extraterrestrial vehicle crashing, like. I don't know. Well, I think and, you got. Yeah. Well, I think you got to jump through a few more steps before you get to that conclusion. Absolutely, and and you know, honestly, so here's a here's the thing: people oh, are saying yeah. everything from clouds to it was a meteor to a UFO to oh, it's a Russian weapon because you know we got that shit going on. Like you know, the whole rumor no. control is going crazy. But this you know, is just an object uh, breaking up, like. Yeah, and it is. So, you know, That's hopefully we find it that. That's what gives it the claw-like appearance yeah. is it split up and all of the split up all stuff is, is going, coming yeah. trailing their own trails right. now. And that's right. why it looks like uh, putting a hand in a stripper glove. You know? Yeah, well, and sometimes <laughs> like it's so reference. hard to tell, like, have have any of these photos been manipulated already? And, like, exactly. if, are, you, are you looking exactly. at the original source? Are you looking at just a doctored photo? And that's what's so hard about nowadays because it's like, man, you can't really trust visuals at all. No. So this is where you're at. I pulled it just because it's, yeah, it's another like, hey, you know, here you go. And it, it more likely it is clickbait. But, uh, boy, this blew up I mean, for I a think, while. Yeah. You know? it, I mean, it's so. definitely interesting. Like, it's an interesting photo for sure. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I don't, I don't know what it is, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Maybe a meteor, I'd say, breaking up. I, I, I would venture. I also don't that. have any technical knowledge of what a meteor totally looks like when it breaks up either. Yeah, and I've been following the story, and I've seen a bunch of pictures taken from different like viewpoints. Like this one that's on the article is one, you know, it's what the Facebook had, but there's other ones that are coming out. Honestly, you know, if I was a bet man, I'd say um, it is you know, a broken up satellite, something that came down. You know, they happen all the time. Well, well you know, what? so I just Googled, I Googled uh, meteor entering atmosphere. And honestly, some of these pictures that i'm seeing with this looks same similar. like similar yeah. like similar like i could see like it's just a long straight cloud like yeah and the, yeah, like it's, there's it's a couple the there's angle. a couple here in the day you know the angle is weird because it's like kind of straight down more well, so is like diagonally yeah but that's that's what i mean is like it's the angle because it's coming straight down it looks like it's breaking up into the claw thing right mm-hmm. um Whereas if it was coming in at a at a less steep angle, then it would look more like what you think of as a 
as a meteor coming in where pieces of it drop off and form their own tails. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My so guess like, is that it's just kind of a big ass meteor that just flew. Yeah. In. Just at a steep angle of attack. Yeah. Well, more um, did I get, did I ever tell you guys about the meteor that I saw in New Mexico? Hmm. I don't think so. It was in the middle of the night after a show we were driving on I 40 and it was like fucking two, three in the morning or something. And, Everyone's asleep in the van and pitch fucking black, like middle of nowhere, New Mexico. And all of a sudden, just right in front of me, just a fireball, like a flame just lights up the sky like it's daylight. Oh, wow. And it, and it lasts for like one one thousand, like last like That's just it. like just a blink, like just like bam. But like I can yeah. see like just a streak just fly through the sky all of a sudden, just a fire, like a streak of fire fly through the sky, lit the sky up like it was daylight for one fucking second. Like, I could see the blades of grass in the center of the freeway and shit. Like, oh, shit. That is crazy. Like, like, it was daytime for a fucking split second yeah. in pitch blackness. It was the craziest thing. And everybody was sleeping in the van. I'm just like, did you anybody fucking see that? <laughs> like, holy fucking shit. Like, it was really one of the craziest things I'd ever seen, like, did, like, did you look it up? Did they actually like, are we dying? Why or? are you yelling? Uh, no, I mean, I had like another eight hours of driving to do. Oh, so and, yeah, like, priorities. And yeah. everybody was sleeping, and I just, yeah. you know, chalked that's it up. So that was crazy, the fucking dude. craziest thing I've ever seen, and I just kept wow. driving. Wow. Ah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Huh. Yeah, it was so cool. Like, literally daylight. Like, fucking daylight. Yeah. Was, I, I thought I saw one in Japan crazy. years ago crash on a mountain outside when we were we were in a place called we were outside of Nagasaki for the Black Ship Festival and I and I was on duty and I swear to God I saw like same thing it lit up the entire mountainside and and but I didn't hear any reports anything past that the next day and I I just kind of let it go but man watch it like you literally and I could hear it too come like you and it made me like turn around and look on the fantail just yeah it's fucking crazy I shit like that's amazing dude so yeah yeah. Man. But definitely interesting. Like, I would love to. Like, that'd be super cool to see. Well, even if even if a it's mountain, a meteor, like, right by you. Yeah, yeah I mean, no, meteor, you know, meteors shit. are cool. Yeah, and I think all that like it could have you know a, a, a different an element that we've never seen before, or a makeup that we've never mm-hmm. like look at. You know, like when you talk about gemstones and stuff like that, Moldavite. Moldavite is actually a, a meteor back to land in Russia thousands of years ago. And you can't find it anywhere else, and it it's just this weird, you know, version of a of a mineral of an element. Uh, it just you know, it just that shit like that fascinates me. So yeah, I feel like if I was living in Alaska and I saw that hit those mountains, I would try and get up there. And yep, definitely. Because yeah. like, what if you know you just made five million dollars because you just like got some badass material? Yeah, or you know, got severe radiation sickness because who the fuck knows <laughs> what's in it? There's that. Oh, too. That, that is true. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> but what a, what a story. But no, though. if you take yeah. your fucking Geiger counter, you know. Yeah, I have one of those laying five Ronkins, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That is true. That uh, is true. Anyway. Well, all right. So um, the James Webb t- Space Telescope. Mm. You guys heard uh, that? I'm a, I'm a fan so far. I'm a fan so far. So, you know, uh, what's the big deal? <laughs> what's the deal with the james webb telescope i mean uh, it can see back in time uh so this is from ifl science so the jwst for short uh it's largest and most powerful telescope ever made launched into space on christmas day 2021 from europe's spaceport in french guiana at a cost of just a you know a cool uh 10 billion with a B dollars. Yeah, or I have half Ouch. that underneath my mattress. That's fucking nothing. <laughs> so the satellite or the, the telescope can peer further back in time than any other telescope to capture the formation of stars and planets. And even the birth of the first galaxies in the universe, which is just fucking crazy. It's so crazy. Weird. Like, you can look back in time and see that. I don't how many, th- how many billions of years? And they're saying like what they say is, is stars from the first, from the big bang. Like, yeah, oh, like I don't yeah. get how that makes sense, but you know, there's people a lot smarter than I am. You guys, this is my ICP juggalo fucking moment. Like, mm-hmm. it's not magnets, how the fuck do they work? But it's like, 
looking into space, how the fuck do you see back in time to the Big Bang? <laughs> like, my yeah. brain can't comprehend yeah. that. Yeah, shit. like, I'm just yeah. too dumb to, like, comprehend that. Like, I know, thank God there's people smarter than us. Oh, yes. God. Yes, thank God. Yeah. Can you imagine if there weren't? Yeah. Could you imagine, Could you if, imagine we if we were the pinnacle? the pinnacle? We'd be the best oh podcast God. ever. Fucking, they would flock to us. Well, we wouldn't be uh, working for a living, but we probably also wouldn't be able to podcast because I can't manufacture a fucking microphone. Right. No, we, we would be uh, back to the horse and buggy. And oh, even then, man. I wouldn't know how to make a buggy, so we'd be fucked. No. Um, <laughs> so the Hubble telescope is kind of like it's... Uh, uh, what's the difference from a predecessor? It came before, came before the James Webb, mm-hmm. um, and the main difference is that the Hubble uses optical and ultraviolet wavelengths, and the JWST will capture much of its information in infrared. And the use of infrared radiation allows the James Webb telescope to peer through gas and dust and to view faint and distant objects more clearly than ever before. Um, the so basically. The according to NASA, I'm going to get right down to it. According to NASA, the science goals for the James Webb Telescope can be grouped into four themes. The first one is first light and reionization. The infrared capabilities of the James Webb Telescope will enable it to look back over, and this is fucking insane. So it will enable it to look back over 13 and a half billion years to reveal Jesus. the first stars and galaxies forming in the early universe. I, I can't. I mean, how do you? Yeah, that's what does that crazy. even mean? What I have for breakfast this morning, uh, you know, <laughs> like, holy shit, because I was raised on shit like Star Trek and Star Wars. I have a really hard time with the concept of actual physics and like light speed and like the vastness of the universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm. I always think it's like, ah, you could just get there like that. What do you mean? Like you like light from the big bang is still just barely getting here what do you mean yeah, yeah make it so yeah. warp drive like yeah, yeah, yeah. just that's uh, it's, it's so cool and and, awesome and how and they know perplexing. that you can do that so here's another thing to it is the calculations that they know that they can show how far back that is like with light and how it travels and how i mean shit it's scribbling that on a napkin trying to figure out how many 33 billion years ago uh, yeah insane crazy so Simple Number, math. Yeah. <laughs> Carry the Number one. Number two is uh, assembly in galaxies. Astronomers will compare the formation of early galaxies with how galaxies are assembled over billions of years. Hmm. Number three, the birth of stars and protoplanetary systems. Unlike Hubble, the James Webb Telescope will be able to use its infrared to look through huge clouds of space dust, hopefully revealing how stars are born. And fourth planetary systems and the origins of life the james webb space telescope will tell us more about the atmosphere of extrasolar planets and study objects within our solar system too and the first uh photo that it took was released in early 22 it shows the first photons of light captured by the telescope as it aligned its 18 mirrors to a nearby star but before it gets going, it needs to cool down to reach its optimum operating temperature of around 40K, which I'm assuming is Kelvin. But that is uh, less than negative 380 degrees Fahrenheit, yep. which will take that. just Space under temp. 100 days from launch to reach its operational temperature. Uh, so as NASA puts it, the telescope is currently chilling out, preparing itself to begin capturing images of a relatively unexplored universe. And it's thought that the first... Uh, proper images from the telescope will be released around six months after launch, making summer 22 uh, a very exciting time for the astronomy community. I, I can't wait. Yeah, that's just I around mean, the I can't corner. Wait. Yeah, and here's the thing, too, to add to it. Not only like what we're seeing and that whole scientific mind-brain fucking-blown thing, but the fact that they made something like this on Earth, they shot it out there, went with operating temps, and then we're able to take all those mirrors and get them exactly aligned because if shit isn't aligned, it's not going to work. And so you're yeah. doing all that remotely from, you know, I mean, holy shit, the guy that invented that, man, have him change my tire. I mean, my you know, God. Us human beings do have a lot him of- change your tire. <laughs> the guy that invented that is also working at Big O. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's like uh, like fucking Will Hunting fucking mopping the floors at Havid. Yeah. I mean... Uh, Hello, dude, us- my name is Dr. Antonio 
Valenci, uh, uh, you need a uh, you need a full tire rotation and an oil change. You need a you need a lube and a rotation, bud. I did just uh, invent something that will look thirteen and a half billion years into the past. Nobody cares. How, how's my tread? Yeah. How's that look? <laughs> hey man, I'm, a, I'm maybe a, closer than they appear. Listen here, nerd. I'm on a fucking tight schedule, so if you could fucking yeah, I got drive to I got drive to Coeur d'Alene, and I think I'm two pounds low. Listen here, nerd. Talky, I'll be across the street at trails while you do this. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, no, human beings are like uh, we do a lot of dumb, dumb, dumb fucking shit. Agreed. But goddamn, we are capable of such rad shit. It's Isn't that yeah. something else? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep, high hands down. Well, and here's something to... Oh, actually, I shouldn't bring that up because I'm seeing in the chat that actually might be... Uh, yeah, it's my turn, bitch, have. and I'm taking that story. <laughs> okay, yeah, by all means, I'm glad I shut my mouth on that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> actually, now i got to find it again. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, uh, so, what's happening to Neptune? Massive telescopes see something weird going on with the eighth planet. Hmm. Uh, this bunch is of aliens from, having a fucking. They're having a good old session orgy. Uh, this is from Forbes, you know, because I don't know why a financial magazine is talking about space, but whatever, we'll go. That with is it. interesting. What I'm probably sure whatever gets clicks. Yeah, I think that's a lot. A lot of how that works. All right. Anyway, something unexpected is happening on Neptune, and astronomers aren't sure why. Uh, Using a fleet of ground-based telescopes, including the massive, very large telescope in Chile, which is, like, the best name for a fucking (laughs) telescope ever. Right. Right. The VLT, not to be confused with a BLT, um, an international team of astronomers have seen... Wow, typos, Forbes, what the fuck? In Forbes? Yeah. Have seen some dramatic temperature changes maybe it's just my dyslexia but that is not the way you say that anyway they've seen some dramatic temperature changes on the eighth planet from the sun it's now become clear that over the last 17 years there's been a surprising drop in neptune's global temperatures followed by a dramatic warming in its south pole the findings are published today in the planetary science journal this change was unexpected, said Michael Roman, a postdoctoral research associate at the University of Leicester in UK and lead author of the study. Since we have been observing Neptune during its early southern summer, we expected temperatures to be slowly growing warmer, not colder. Seasons are long on Neptune. The ice giant orbits the sun once every 165 Earth years. So variations on long time scales are expected mm. roughly every 40 years. So, okay. Yeah, so a season on Neptune is about 40 years. Uh, trouble is, it's crazy. summer on Neptune right now, and it's been... Uh, and it has been since 2005 when <laughs> this 17-year study stretches back to you. So why is the planet cooling? In fact, the globally... Average temperature of Neptune dropped by 46 degrees Fahrenheit, 8 degrees Celsius between 2003 and 2018. Only in the last two years of their observations between 2018 and 2020 did that trend uh, disintegrate and temperatures dramatically rise by 50 degrees Fahrenheit, 10 degrees Celsius. Our data covers less than half of a Neptune season, so no one was expecting to see large and rapid changes said co-author Glenn Orton, senior research scientist at Caltech's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in California. The study looked at almost 100 thermal infrared images of Neptune. The change could be down to alterations in Neptune's chemistry, random weather patterns, or possibly the solar cycle. For the study, the astronomers combined all existing images of Neptune gathered over the last two decades by ground-based telescopes. They measured the infrared light coming from Neptune's stratosphere. This light is of study This type of study is only possible with sensitive infrared images from large telescopes like the VLT that can observe Neptune clearly, and these have only been available for the past 20 years or so, said co-author Lee Fletcher, a professor at the University of Leicester. Hmm. 
A third of the images came from the European Southern Observatory's VLT, an array of four 8.2-meter telescopes. It's situated uh, really high up in Chile's Atacama Desert. Uh, it's that altitude that enables it to get such clear images of Neptune. Around one-third of all images taken from the VLT imager and space, or sorry, spectrometer for mid... Man, lots of science talk. Anyway... The, big the fucking James Webb Telescope makes an appearance here. Um, it's going to provide unprecedented new maps of the chemistry and temperature of Neptune's atmosphere. That's because a part of uh, the James Webb Telescope's Cycle 1 observations, Orton will soon be using its MRI Institute to take measurements uh, of that exactly. Uh, I just think it's really weird that, there, that this... I don't know that it's a big deal considering that a season on Neptune lasts longer than we've been looking at Neptune. Yeah. I, yeah, I caught that too. So I caught that article and, and I don't, and again, to kind of link back to John's thing, um, the James Webb telescope is focusing on that as well, just for that reason to see yeah. what, what the, you know, what the hubbub is basically. But yeah, I don't know. I caught that. I mean, it's interesting, but at the same time, you know, 40 years of a year, that's, Something else to be said about that. So that's crazy. What are you doing next summer? Space is so. I crazy. haven't thought that far ahead. I got thirty eight yeah. more years. When I when I read this, I thought mostly of um, of Ad Astra that Brad Poop Brad Pitt oh, movie I love that, that came show. out a couple years ago. That was a good where, show. <laughs> where they were hanging out near Neptune, and I was like, oh shit! It takes one hundred and sixty five years for Neptune to go around the sun. That's fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. And what they're seeing from, like, the stars, too, and everything that, like, their neighboring stars and Venus's neighbors, it's just, yeah, it's 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 amazing. Again, space is just fucking fascinating. It's, it's but, so, you yeah, know. so crazy. But it'd be interesting, for it, sure, you know. It also reminded me of a meme I've seen going around where uh, they've been, <laughs> like, it's like, oh, uh, astronomers have seen these strange red spots on Pluto, and someone commented that it was like, yeah, it's bruises from when you told him he wasn't a planet. <laughs> that poor fucking planet, too. I remember that. Oh, you're not a planet. You're not big enough. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. I'm sure so. it's very offended. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. But anyway, no, interesting, man. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, there, I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of articles. Like, there was something. And, and again, I kind of had to pick and choose what we wanted to you know put out here. But, uh, like, if you guys, if you got the W. Boston that's going on and they were talking about it's more dense than they thought it was. And it literally could flip what we know of physics on its ear because it's doesn't follow the same rules as we thought it did. Like there's all kinds of little things that are happening in these researches that they're coming up with. And they're like, no, wait a minute, this isn't what it is. So, you know, this is science being better. And it's kind of neat when you're on the hub of this stuff and you're seeing these things happen and change. And people are like second guessing what we used to think all the time was fact or this is how it goes and this is the rules that it's written by come to find out that's not the case so you know just amazing so anyway um awesome so we have some stuff for patreon if you guys are willing to do it we're going to go ahead and let the regular listeners go this is our monthly news episode we do this every month this is obviously the april one even though it snowed yesterday it's supposed to be spring somehow or another uh, we do have some original write-ups going on here in the next couple months. We've got some guests. Some are returning. Some are new. Um, really good ones that we've had on. And uh, we've got a couple big ones that, uh, for some reason, they like us. And he he's agreed, actually, to come on and, and speak. And, you know, you can see his shows on History Channel and, and other things. And so we're looking forward to it. You know, we got some uh, really good people lined up for that side. And you can go ahead. If you have a news article or a viewpoint or something that you have on your side, feel free. You can go ahead and write us at strangeuncles at gmail.com. You can call us at 801-252-69. No dolphin sound, no nothing at that one. 6945. Well, you know, I mean, it's been long enough. <laughs> it has been long have enough that for on sure. the goddamn soundboard. I, I probably should. <laughs> um, call us, let us know. You know, we'll definitely uh, throw that out there. And then we also have some Patreon content that uh, was requested that we're still in the midst of writing up. So uh, don't give up hope. We still have a couple. We've done one or two, and we want to kind of keep the patrons happy, along with the listeners. So, you know, if you want to become a patron, you can easily do it at patreon.com slash strangeuncles. We got levels for everybody. Uh, how are we on socials? Oh, you know, not really super active lately. 
Um, (laughs) That's my best. We are at Strange Uncles Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at Strange Uncles on Twitter. Uh, There's a YouTube channel. I don't know. Check it out. It's fun. Yeah, we had a couple new subscribers on that, so no big deal. And we had a couple new patrons, too, so thank you very much for becoming that. Uh, if you are a Patreon member and you didn't get your swag, just uh, ping us on Patreon. We'll make sure that we follow back through and make sure you guys got that. We got some cool stuff for you in regards. And uh, I don't know. That's all I got. I, we can roll into some Patreon bonus stuff unless you guys got anything to wrap up with. No way. Let's party. All right. Yeah, I don't good. do dolphin sounds anymore because I'm mature. Is that how it is? Uh, yeah, you've grown. I've grown. I mean, I was going to comment on it. I'm really proud of you, actually. Yeah. Well, thank you yeah, for I'm making new, me feel I'm a bad. New person. Meanwhile, a new person. Meanwhile, we have security cams named Butthole. <laughs> so thank you, John, for making me feel bad that I haven't You're grown welcome. up yet. You're so, welcome. Anyway. Time to grow up, Shane. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. I yeah, mean, at least that would get. So <laughs> close the gates, everybody.